Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I'm Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no agenda. So Maggie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You know, just got back from vacation. How was that? Oh, it was fantastic. It was better than I could have imagined. And you were thinking about not going. I was thinking, well, I was more worried that I was going to wake up and somehow it was going to get canceled for whatever reason. So um, I do have to say the flying experience was very enjoyable. Really? In, with covid The airports were very accommodating with food, drinks, beverages. You know, it wasn't necessarily the same, um, but it wasn't altogether a terrible experience. My flights were on time, so, you know, I'll I'll deal with mass and maybe not be able to to go to a bar in the airport because we're, like, kind of one of those couples we like to have a drink at the airport. I don't know why. I just think it's fun. But they were very accommodating. Was there a lot of people at the airport? Okay, so I was expecting to, so there's never a lot of people in Baton Rouge. I love Baton Rouge. For yeah. that reason, you just, we left our house, I think our flight left at 8 a.m. We left our house at 7 a.m. and we were sitting at the gate by 7.20. Oh, wow. <laughs> Parked with their security, all, Easy peasy. All, all the things. And so we get to Dallas and I was very surprised at how many people were in the airport. It was a lot more. Now, granted, it was the week we were leaving the week before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just I was just surprised, and there was a good amount of kids there, but I never felt squished up against people. You know, and I feel like people are just very cognizant of personal space and keeping a safe distance. Um, but yeah, and me and Patrick always have one leg of our trip that we get delayed, and so I always have an extra pair of clothes because I'm like, we are going to be staying in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's flown through Dallas, but, you know, a thunderstorm that nobody would predict will come out of nowhere or something like that. But, yeah, going and and, and coming back was, was a pretty enjoyable experience. So, it was great. I love being in the mountains and the fresh air and outside, and it's just awesome. I wore my jacket, my Amazon Essential <laughs> jacket. So, it, got, it did get cool enough to where you... Neither. I'm kind of always cold, but it really wasn't as cool as I was thinking. Um, so, just so that everybody knows where I went, we went to Lake Tahoe, and we actually stayed on the California side. Um, it, but at night, it, you needed a little bit of a jacket, you know. But it was never cold and never miserable. But I really did like that jacket. It was so easy to pack. The other thing I learned is I don't even know why I bring jeans. Because you don't wear them? I don't wear them. I wear these Spanx <laughs> leggings or my Lulu dressier yoga pants. You know, I mean, you eat and drink on vacation. I'm not putting myself in jeans if I don't have to. No, comfort is where it's at. Yeah, so I should have probably brought more active type clothes because every day we did something kind of active. Whether we just were walking around town 
or hiking or something like that. So it's always so weird when I'm packing for vacation. It's like I feel like I'm a different person. Like I gotta pack for this because you know you just never know. And right. And you get there, and it's like why? Did, why am I just not real with myself? Like this is really what I'm gonna need to be packing. <laughs> yeah, I don't really love to have to get dressed on vacation. Mm-mm. You know, we're not big into let's get dressed and go out to eat. We're we're totally fine hanging out at the resort. Um, we did go to a really cool place called Garwoods that was on the lake, and that was really fun. But here's the deal. What kind of place? Garwoods. It was a restaurant. Okay. Grill, steaks. I think Patrick got a steak. I got scallops. Um, so we made reservations early because to get to our resort, it's a very windy road on a mountain <laughs> with no street lights. Okay. So we made reservations early, but we ended up just having such a good time sitting there that we didn't leave the restaurant until eight 30 and it is pitch black. And Patrick's like, I mean, I've never seen him drive 10 and two, 10 and two, 10 and two, and then he, you know, brights and stuff like that. So, and I was navigating through ways. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a, a curve to the left, you know? And so, oh um, gosh. so our, manager, Amy, she worked at the resort that I went to in the accounting department. And she said one of the reasons why she ended up leaving was just driving in the snow was so stressful for her. And I'm like, oh my God, driving at night was stressful. So anyway, but I'd go back. I'd go back with my little jacket. And now that it's kind of cooler here or getting cooler, um, I can't wait to wear my Amazon jacket. I know. I'm on the Amazon essential kick for sure. Yeah, and then you can even do the the wardrobe where they ship it to you. And you don't even have to pay for it until you decide what you like. I'm which is really pretty tempted to do that. I ordered Patrick some because you can polos. just go all the way. Like I might like this, might like this, and you don't have to worry about you know spending a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been on an Amazon kick for years, so. Anyway, on exciting news, um, before we have our first guest on, we have an email address, an official email address. And we need to remember to talk about the email address. So it is <laughs> Louisiana Ladies Podcast at gmail.com. So that is just an open-ended email for thoughts, feedback, questions for me and Maggie, or questions if we have a guest on. Um, so we're really excited about that. We feel very official. And we're on social media, Maggie. Yes. We are on the Insta. As Louisiana Ladies Podcast. So you got to make sure that you have the podcast in there, you know, because of how Instagram works. There's a Louisiana Ladies that is not Not. us. (laughs) It's not very ladylike either. (laughs) It's not, no. So it is what it is. But anyway, so we are going to go ahead and bring Jennifer on and start chatting with her about her life and experiences. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, we hope you enjoy. Yes. All right, so we're super excited. We have our very first guest on the Louisiana Ladies Podcast, and ironically, our first guest is not from Louisiana, (laughs) but she's a very special person to me. Um, Her name is Jennifer Wazinski. Say that five times fast. Um, And so before we bring her on, I just want to give everyone a little background about how we met. So Jennifer was working for one of our retirement plan vendors, I'll just put it like that, and we went to lunch, and she just really impressed me with her broad depth of knowledge of stuff that Maggie and I don't know the answers to, 
And so I jokingly asked her if she needed a job, knowing she wasn't... Actually, we're just going to bring her on. Were you living here at the time that we had lunch? Or were you, had yeah. you just moved? I just moved here. Okay. So she had just moved here, and she was actually with a colleague. And when I asked her... I asked her if she needed a job or she wanted a job, kind of jokingly, kind of not. Her colleague had had gone to the restroom, and she was like, we need to talk. (laughs) So I think we met for lunch at Mestizo's two weeks later, and I was like, yes, I need you in my life. So um, I'm going to hand it over to her. I'd love to hear where you're from, what you've been doing. You know, if you want to talk about how you got down, I'm always wondering how did people come down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So, um, so yeah, go ahead. Let's let's talk about you. Okay. Well, as Melissa said, I am I am the first guest for the Louisiana Women Podcast, and I am not a native Louisianan. <laughs> I'm actually a Yankee, but don't try not to hold that too much against me. I I do know how to say a bear when I see it. So, that, that's do you gotta... say y'all ever? Oh, yeah, I do okay, say y'all. good. Yeah, look, she's getting there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin in a suburb outside of Milwaukee, and then I went to the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis for college. Uh, while I was in college, I met my ex-husband and moved to the great white north of Minnesota in Brainerd, Minnesota, which, okay. yep, for all of you that just went, hey, that was in Fargo. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It's, it's not in Fargo. It's in Fargo, the movie. Do people? Do other people go to that area of the country? To Brainerd? Yeah. Ironically enough, yes. Okay. A lot of people have uh, lake houses. Brainerd has a lot of lakes. Minnesota is known as the land of 10,000 lakes, which is ironic because Wisconsin actually has more lakes than Minnesota, but we, we don't hold that against them. Who's counting? Yeah. I mean, we have... <laughs> Green Bay has Super Bowl trophies. The Vikings don't. So it's okay. Now all the Minnesotans listening to this are going to hate me. Um, but there are... It's okay. <laughs> we only probably have two listeners. And let's just be honest. And, and my dad. My dad's going to be You'll have like, to come back on in like a year. <laughs> do an update. A redo. Yeah. Um, no, actually, there's a lot. I saw Christy Yamaguchi once in a Cub Foods. Oh. I know. It was, she's actually a lot, she's, she's fabulous, but she, her husband is a hockey player. So you see this huge dichotomy oh. between the two. And then I'm like, so oh my God, that's Christy Yamaguchi. Okay. But I, I couldn't bring myself to. Talk to her? No. I feel like you would do that now though. Maybe. I feel like you might. Maybe. It, maybe. Rohan Davies was at, um at one of the parks and I stopped Jeff from going and getting his autograph. So okay. I'm just cutting it. Anyway. So I lived up there for 15 years. Yeah. I spent half my life in Wisconsin and then half my life in Minnesota. Okay. And, um, while I was in Minnesota, I was working for the vendor that we were talking about mm-hmm. and I was in an abusive relationship and I had a very good girlfriend of mine who realized what was going on, and she lived in Mandeville. And she said, when you're ready to leave, let me know. Mm-hmm. So like three days later, I uh, called her up while I was driving after throwing a bunch of random stuff in my car mm-hmm. with my dog and drove down to Louisiana and said, hey, so that offer still stands, right? Because I'm on my way. And so I got down to Louisiana thinking... That I was only going to stay a couple of months because mm-hmm. my cousin was moving from uh, New York to Florida, Connecticut, to Florida. And I figured I would go to Florida um, and hang out with him. Uh, we had talked about that. And after a couple of months, he uh, got down to Florida and he's like, so are you ready? And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to leave for a while. I, I kind of like it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So when you came down... Uh-huh. 
And thank God for girl, good girlfriends, right? What would we do yes. without that person in your life? Yes. So, um, but when you came down, were you still working for the vendor? I was. And that's what you were doing. You were just doing that remotely. You're probably yes. working remote anyway. That yeah. was probably not an office. Um, there there was an office in Milwaukee, ironically enough. Okay. That's, that's where their headquarters okay. were. But we were, because it's a software company, we were all over the country. Those people in Milwaukee could work there. Um, but yeah, I was I was working remotely, and I liked working remotely. But because it was remotely, it enabled me to do what I needed to do. And like you said, with with good girlfriends, that was really the key. Because you know, you're when you're in those situations, you really think you've got it covered mm-hmm. and that you have everything under control. And when I told her I needed to talk to her, she was like, "Don't worry about it. It'll be fine." I'm like, "No, no, no. You need to know what's going on." She's like, "No, I get it." you know, you're fine. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. I'm like, no, nobody knows what's going on. And she goes, you're going to be fine. You need a divorce from your alcoholic husband. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you out. It's going to be fine. And I just kind of sat there and that was the first time it dawned on me. Like I'm really doing, can I swear? I'm really doing a horseshit job covering this. Yeah. Like you think you've, you've got it all and but thank god for her because she was she she knew and, and got me out so. so since we since you did bring that yeah. up if you don't mind me asking no. just a few questions i guess um you know I, first of all i think that anybody going through that situation i haven't personally but that's really hard to talk about because to anybody yeah. it's really just hard to admit hey my marriage is definitely not what it seems to be you know but how long how long were you married yeah, it's funny you ask that question because I was thinking about that um, in preparation of this. I was and I was trying to remember how long I was married. I, I believe I was married twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. Was it abusive the entire twelve years? Uh, a fair portion of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would say the vast majority majority of it. Yeah, and like you said, it is really it is really hard to talk about. But um, I've had a couple of things recently where I just, I really feel that mental health is super important. Um, A good friend of mine found out the other week he lost his wife um, to mental health issues. And I just think it's really important that we become okay with talking about the things that affect us instead of trying to hide them. And, and, and be worried about what other people think. I mean, it's one thing to me, like, I think that we, and, and I don't, that, it might be a male and female thing. You know, I, you've heard me, you know, talk about my husband, oh, you know, doesn't cook dinner and stuff like that. But, you know, it's more serious issues, if those exist, those are just harder to talk about. And they're harder to talk about, not just with your spouse or your partner, but your family. Yeah. Or anything that kind of, I don't want to say destroys your image, but it, it makes it like, you know, okay, I'm now opening myself up and I'm being vulnerable. And I do think there's... It's a, it takes a very close, special relationship to be able to open yourself up to somebody else like that, right? Because yeah. some people can be a little judgmental, you know, yes. and you don't want to be scrutinized while you're trying to uh, to basically air your grievances, for lack of better words. So, Well, and if, you know, as we talked about with you focusing on quote-unquote um, strong women, yeah. it's even harder if you are perceived oh, as yeah. a strong woman to talk about your vulnerabilities yeah. 
you know, because that that was the thing that surprised me more than anything was people when I did talk about it would say, wow, but you're such a strong person. Mm -hmm. How could you get yourself into that? And it's like, it's a lot more complicated well, I was about to say, than that. Abuse in general, whatever yeah. type it is, I think is way more complicated and way easier for someone. And I'm sure I am guilty of this, but it's way easier for someone on the outside to be like, well, just leave them. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, you yes. did. And I, out of curiosity, when you packed all your stuff or you packed random stuff in your car and you were driving. Yeah. Can I ask how you felt? Did you feel free? Were you worried? No. Were you like, I, I don't even know what's going on. Is he going to follow me? Yeah. Okay. I was, I, I was, I was terrified because he had been acting very strange that day. Okay. Just even, I mean, even for him, he had been just, there was something off. Like the minute I walked through the door, I could feel it. Mm -hmm. And is ironic because when I had started, I started running. You run, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so I had started running because it controlled the anxiety. Like, yep. I didn't realize at the time, like, that's what I was mentally doing. Right. But that's what it did. And I had, I set a goal for myself when I started running that I wanted to run a 5K sub 25 minutes. Oh, wow. And I ran a so race that would that be day. fast for me, by the way. I'm not a fast runner. I'm more of a trotter. <laughs> I, well, I'm definitely a jogger now, but that day I ran, uh, I ran a 5K and I ran it under 24 nice. or under 25 mm -hmm. and I was laying there dead basically i was laying in the grass dying and i heard a voice in my head that said if you can do this you can do anything and i got home and i could just feel that something was off and i didn't feel really good and i laid down and i swear i heard a voice in my head that said if you do not leave today you will not leave except in a body bag uh -huh. and i got up and I put bags in the closet and I basically was putting things in bags in the closet while he was cooking and he would walk down the hallway and stare at me and then walk back into the kitchen and I just kept doing that and like I got to Louisiana and I opened my suitcase and <laughs> packed all winter clothes. Oh <laughs> well I mean you were up there. <laughs> and it was it was the weirdest thing. But yeah, when I when I left it was it was terrifying because I I was trying to get as far away as I could before he realized I was gone. And uh, I still, to this day, don't always feel very safe. This, you know, you had mentioned this to me at one particular point. I don't remember when it was. Uh, so Jennifer and I uh, have known each other for a little over three years now, mm -hmm. maybe going on four. Um, and by the way, just in case this slips, when... We brought Jennifer on as a consultant for our team, and I would talk about her to the other departments. They were like, who's Jennifer? Because we didn't have an actual Jennifer with the firm. So then we nicknamed her Outsource Jennifer, which now is OJ, okay? <laughs> and that's what I associate. So if I slip and say OJ, everybody in our, all 45 people in our firm called, refer, refer to her as OJ. So, um... But yeah, I mean, you had you had alluded to that at some particular point, and it almost sounds like something out of a movie. Like I feel like when I like hear it. this story, I'm watching a movie, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm listening to somebody I really know that went through that. So yeah, you 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 feel like you're it it at no point really feels real, you know. And in hindsight, you know, looking back on it, it it doesn't it doesn't seem real. Yeah, and that's a that's another hard part about dealing with it because when you do get out, then you're like, was it really as bad as I thought it was? You know, then you start questioning. Yeah. Probably second guessing yourself, but you yeah. know what? It was probably pretty bad. Oh yeah. 
Um, but like the card that uh, Sosis Boutique sent me, and it says, "Sister, we can do hard things." You know, yes. we can do hard things, and we we are probably our biggest critics um, to a certain degree. So. We are. Let's fast forward. So you're in Baton Rouge for a couple of months. You decide not to go to Florida. Decide not to go to Florida. Okay. And the the girlfriend that I was staying with, as you know, in the retirement industry, you really have two paths. Yeah. You have the technical paths, a.k.a. the pension nerds. And are you calling us pension nerds? I mean, you're kind of, yeah, yeah, we are. (laughs) But we're fun. Well, di- I said pension nerds, not nah. actuary. Yeah, that's um, true. So, big difference. I love you, Tony, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the technical the technical side and the management side. And I had done the management side at the vendor. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things, can I do it? Yes. Am I miserable the entire time? Yes. I am not a people person. I can be a people person. And I can capably be a people person. But I would much rather, like, lock myself in a zoo and be with the animals than actually interact. So the technical side, I had gotten as high as I could go without becoming either an attorney, a CPA, or an actuary. Okay. Math is challenging. You know, I am definitely capable of math. I did not get the strongest math education ever. I'm getting better at saying, at not saying I'm bad at math. I did not have a strong math education. Okay. Um, so actuary and the CPA went right out the window. Gotcha. And I had looked at uh, an undergrad going pre-law, but it just it, it didn't work out that way. And I'd actually talked about going to law school a few years before I had left. So when I got down here, um, my the girlfriend I was staying with, she made me do two things. First, she made me go to therapy immediately, which, God bless her, everybody mm-hmm. needs to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You're agreed. Mm-hmm. Pro therapy. Even here. even I feel like the people that and this is a very general statement. Again, hope I don't offend anyone, but I feel like the people like myself that I'm like I don't need therapy. I do not need therapy. Those are the people that and they need the therapy most. The most. Yes, yes. You are in denial. <laughs> yes. So when I went to my therapist, she was like, "Okay, sounds like we need some boundaries here." <laughs> the the the, the uh, word of therapy is boundaries. Yep. So so once we got once we got therapy under the belt, then she then she was like, "What are you gonna do? Is this what you want to do for the rest of your life?" And I was like, no, this management is not it. But I had kind of maxed out where where I was technically. And I could have stayed there and I could have made a decent living. But I guess I, I guess I needed to do one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed to prove to myself, you know, because it was the one thing that you never thought you could do. So I sat for the LSAT and then I went to law school and uh, graduated from law school during a plague. And now I'm an attorney. Yes. Like a brand spanking new attorney. Like an hour old attorney. Yeah. Just kidding. Yes. No, in the scale of time, it really is about five minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think also proving to yourself that you could do that. And you, I mean, Jennifer and I are similar in our strong, determined, sometimes stubborn aggressive personalities if that's what you want to blind drive so uh yeah i could definitely see if that you know you were at a a position with the vendor and not really being able to go anywhere that that would be that would be challenging so i guess you know we talked about work can we talk about jeff sure (laughs) 
He's great. So how did you meet Jeff? Oh, gosh. Best story ever. Okay. We, we, we definitely feel we compete, like, in the top ten for best meeting stories ever. Okay. So There's probably an actual contest if you Google oh, it. Oh, I probably should. <laughs> so very, very Might long. win a trip or something, you know? That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Very long story short, uh, he rode in Endymion, which for those of you not from Louisiana, is one of the many Mardi Gras parade crews, which... I've heard it's one of the best. It's, and that the it's ball the is frat awesome. Boys. Oh, the ball was, is awesome. Oh, the ball. The ball. Is cool. uh, Lainey, yes. Lainey in the background. I, yeah. I had to pipe in for that the one. The ball. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah. This is, I've never been to the ball because I don't think I'd be able to hang. Like, I feel like the band starts at like midnight and I go to bed at like nine. Like, the do they have a nap? The band starts at 6 30. At night? Yeah. And it, but then it played at like 4 a.m.? Correct. Okay. Because cool. the parade that's comes like, that's into like a, that's like a the work Superdome. day. That's a work day. Oh, it's a whole day. Oh, jeez. It's a whole day. You need a nap. I yeah. always take a nap. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he was in the parading crew, and I didn't have a ticket for the ball. And actually, the guy, he was sharing a hotel room, because he was recently separated, too, uh, had an extra ticket. Very nice guy, though. We were, it was just, you know. So y'all were dates, but not... We, he gave me a ticket. Gotcha. Okay. But this wasn't Jeff. And at this, this point, you not did Jeff. not know who Jeff I was. I did not. Or that he existed in this Correct. world. Correct. Okay, got it. But the other gentleman, the, the Endymion wives, thought it was adorable oh. that the other gentleman had a date. So they were, they were group texting about this. So then that night, we were at Hermes, and uh, Jeff drags up this other gentleman and is like, Hi, I'm, I'm Jeff. And this is so-and-so. And I said, well, yeah, I know so-and-so. He gave me a ticket. Thanks. And so then he's very confused. And, and we kind of started talking a little bit until he finally realized that this was a big joke. And I wasn't actually this gentleman's date. Mm. And he gave me his number. Mm. But we had, we had started talking. And um, he was like, yep, I have two kids. And I didn't want children in my mm. life. And uh, he's like, but my kids are really nice. And I'm like, I'm sure they are really nice, but I don't do kids. And he's like, don't worry, you'll be fine. And I'm like, I love how you're ignoring my my very staunch Are you listening to me? Yeah, no, he completely ignored me. Gave me his number. And then... Um, he had he had a date, but it was it was just a friend. But I didn't know that. So these same Endymion wives were were like, "Well, I have to find Jeff's date." So I'm like, "Here's a, I just gave my number to some dude, and he's got a date. Like, who does this guy think he mm. is?" You know. So I was like, "I'm gonna make him feel like crap. Like, I'm gonna look awesome, and he's gonna feel just absolutely terrible mm-hmm. when he looks at his date." Well, he proceeds to get completely sloshed. Yeah. As as I feel like what ninety five percent of the people maybe Very maybe true. closer to ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, but he he um, he really was going to set a record. Like oh. he actually jumped off the float at one point. Oh, yeah, which is a big gigantic no no. But yeah, so then his crewmates were like upset because they couldn't get him to stop drinking. So he walked up to me and he he's like, "You're really pretty," and I'm like, "Thanks, honey." And he's like, "I want to kiss you." And so this is after y'all had this conversation and the kid conversation? Yeah, so this, this is the correct. next day. Oh, next yeah. day. Yeah, this is at the ball. He okay. gets into the ball off of the float. The float comes into the ball. Gotcha. And he comes off the float, walks up to me, and he's like, you're pretty. Well, at least he remembered you. He did remember me. It was a, it was a hard plot. It was, it, was, it was strong work. Yeah. And his date, I had learned at that time, very nice, very nice later. They were just friends. Um, and he's like, I want to kiss you. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen if you keep drinking. And he's got, like, this big drink in his hand. And he looks, he literally looks at the drink, 
looks at me, looks at the drink, looks at me, and then puts the drink down. Yeah. And let me interrupt really quick, because I remember you telling me, you know, first couple of months that we were working together, you were like, I've never seen people be able to tolerate alcohol like you people down here can tolerate alcohol. And mind you, I grew up in Wisconsin. We understand tailgating. Packers, we tailgate. The Badgers, we tailgate. We drink beer. Beer capital. I grew up driving downtown Milwaukee in August smelling the Miller Brewer Company yeast smell. So, like, I thought I understood the ability to drink, but y'all put us to shame. Yeah. It's it's impressive. Yeah. I think when they talk, like we talked about yesterday, you know, X number of drinks makes you an alcoholic. Yeah. There needs to be an asterisk there. Louisiana, please see subsequent chart right. below and multiply every number by at least four. I agree. I'm with you. So we're all in the clear yes. being from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. So he puts his drink down. He puts his drink down. We talk. We dance. I think we kissed. Like neither of us can truly remember what our first kiss was. Um, so, and then... Uh, I ended up taking a, a header full of beads at the at the ball because, like, when the floats come in and there, you know how it is. Uh, the ladies wear in, helmets. Yeah, the ladies in the front they wear they wear. I'm hard more nervous hats. at Mardi Gras parades of getting because if you're not paying attention, yeah, they're just it's gonna, dangerous. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Oh yeah, I've had bruises and and all that other good stuff. So, um, I ended up taking a header full of beads. So the next morning when I took a shower, Ooh. the my my people wouldn't dilate. Ew. So I called my cousin, the nurse, cousin Heidi, shout out to her, awesome NICU nurse. Um, I asked her if it was bad if my pupil doesn't dilate, and she's like, hang up the phone and go to the emergency room. So our first date, official first date, was was in the the emergency emergency room. room. Yeah, that's a good story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, I had a blinding headache by the end of it because my pupil would not dilate down. So I had all the light. Scary. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fantastic. Um, And he came with me and. I didn't think I'd ever hear from him again. And then the next day, I actually got a call back from the hospital. And they were like, so we need you to come back right now. Because you may have this, you may have a uh, uh, fractured carotid artery. There's a there's a disorder where you could take a kind of hit and basically you disjoin your carotid. Wow. And I could have been bleeding it internally. So oh, I had to drive back across the lake. I was about to say, yeah. that's comforting to yeah. hear the next day. Okay. Yeah. So then they did all these tests and the doctor's like, well, you know, it's, it's really not conclusive. And I'm like, well, what's the one thing that's conclusive? And he goes, when you exercise and your blood, your blood rate goes up, your pulse or whatever, the side of your face where the carotid separated will go numb. Hmm. And he goes, so tomorrow morning... Go when you ex- and see if you're going And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I'm not doing this again. So I legitimately ran up and down seven flights of stairs until I was sweaty enough that it was sufficient that he knew I wasn't bleeding internally and going to die. Okay. So then I went back back home and he called me and uh, proceeded to tell him that story. And we've been together ever since. And how long has that been? Uh, it will be... Four years, okay. five five years, four years in February. Okay, I knew it was like the three to four. Seth met yes. Jeff, and I. Jeff is a fantastic human being. He really is, and and to be fair, oh, his children kids. actually. I was about yeah, to say, so yeah, like, full disclosure. Got the kids. I'm sure one day Alex is going to listen to this, and don't worry, Alex, I do love you, and and you too, William. Although you're not going to listen to this, so. <laughs> So you've got so you don't do kids, but you'll do those kids. Yes, they okay. are. And and now I have two nieces, so my sister is compounding the issue. There you go. So Zoe and Rory, and uh, I'm going to meet Zoe on Saturday. I have not met Zoe. She's still a little wee one. So 
um, going to see my second niece for the first time. But Yay. yeah, I, I do not want my own, yeah. but other people's are, are all right for sure. Because you can give them back. Exactly. And you're not like truly responsible for them. See, that's the main thing. So many things. Yeah. There's so many reasons. I mean, I did a whole podcast episode on my decision not to have kids. Did you? I did. I'm super proud of you. Yes. Like, I, I came out. Like... I just came out and said it. Yeah. Well, I think that's another thing. Like, female identity. I think we should do an entire thing about female identity because we could do a mini series we should do a mini series because so Lady, much you got it, that marking that down <laughs> so much of it is tied to whether or not you have children and it I mean, is. god bless you mamas out there because oh. you know you make up for melissa and i and we we thank y'all yes and thank you also for making us aunts yes like we're we're, we're great for that but like we we are more than being mothers yes. and you can be a mother to more than just your own offspring so my dad a long time ago um I would say, I don't even know how long, probably 10 plus years ago, he sent me a picture of, or he copied it, I don't even know if we had smartphones at this point, but um, an excerpt from a book, and I don't remember the name of the book, but it basically said that it was some statistics, so nobody, for the two people listening to this, do not go Google the statistic, I'm just going from memory, but it was somewhere around like... 40 to 45% of women did not have children, whatever time period this was, okay? Now, again, it could be 20 to 25%, but the point is, is I specifically remember the book saying that, but each woman that we surveyed that did not have children had a child in their life that they felt motherly to or connected to or they loved, and I get it. It's It's not the same if I'm not birthing the child, but you know, children that are adopted they're loved and accepted into that family you know we we love we we love kids we love dogs you know we love in all kinds of different ways so yeah so i've actually told a few people about that podcast and they're like i want to listen to that yeah. one so i feel like that's one of our better ones actually um okay so real quick as we're going to wrap up five oh yes questions okay so you just got to choose one and i'm going to see It's an either-or question. Okay. Okay? You'll get the hang of it. (laughs) Got it. Some of them might be neither. And then I'm like, I'm just kind of winging this, all right? So, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Okay. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Thanksgiving. Coffee or tea? Neither. Didn't think so. Summer or winter? Oh. Where? Right. So, I thought about that, too, especially. So, here, I feel like that, like, does not apply. Right? Winter here. <laughs> summer up north. Yeah. Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Okay. Like that, that's, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Sand is, uh... So I used to, had a roommate, and we joked with them. We were talking about the beach and sand and, you know, how it's just everywhere, right? You <laughs> I mean, can't get rid of it. He's, he goes, either the sand goes or I go. And I might have said that on another podcast. I don't know when I said it, but uh, it, I always think about that. Me and Patrick joke about that when we go to the beach. So, yeah. And the mountains, it's just, I feel like when you're in the mountains, you're like one with nature or something. Yes. I don't know what it is. Yes. It's peaceful. It's a quiet. You've, ne- I've never experienced before. I don't know. How, I guess that's the best way to put it. You have been to the mountains, Lainey? It's been a minute. Okay. I'm a beach girl, but not when it's crowded. Yeah. Like, well, I like, feel like I can be one really hot at the beach yes. when there's no one there. Yeah, I yes. don't like it to be super hot when I'm at the beach. I actually prefer to go October, November mm-hmm. than I do during the summer. So, um, but anyway, OJ, 
Jennifer. We could talk for a long time. We could. Thank you for being our first guest. You're welcome. I'm super excited to have you. Congratulations on law school and being an attorney. And I am selfishly really excited because now we don't have to juggle her time. We don't have to put up with my schedule. We don't have to put up with her schedule anymore. So, anyway. So, uh, thanks again. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Wow, that was just an amazing conversation with Jennifer. We really appreciate her taking the time to come on and share some life experiences. Um, I love the, the conversation that we had and just really excited about the first guest. I think that was a great episode. Next week, we actually will have a family member of mine on, Paige Muller. Um, and she's going to talk about skincare, specifically um what she's kind of done, she's a nurse practitioner and she's moved a little bit out of what she was doing before, more into um, Botox and, you know, just making yourself feel, look and feel really good. So we're excited about that. So please join us next week. Thank y'all.